previously on Dread and Breakfast. Tonight, I will be playing Grace Juilliard. I am playing Derek Von Tain. Today, I'll be playing Elroy McGriffin Jr., um, or you can call me Roy. You have decided to spend your weekend at a little Airbnb called McHale Manor. I'll stop at the caretaker's cottage and let Gregory know you're here. Uh, come to think of it, I haven't seen Gregory in a while. Grace, I thought you said they were going to clean this place. They just did. like a pile of just straight up dirt in the corner. Tucked up by the doorway is a tiny golden bell. All of us are hearing it? You see something in the window. A small white face. We'll talk to some ghosts. It'll be great. Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean talk to the ghosts? You feel the planchette move again, and the board keeps saying the same thing. D-A-R-K. Roy, you go to sit up, and it's a little hard because dirt is piled on top of you. And this boy is right behind you. Mikhail Manor is proving to be anything but the relaxing post-prom weekend. Uh, Yeah, I'll say. (laughs) But you're not at the manor just yet. Instead, what? we're heading back for a moment to last night. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. It's all good. You've uh, been dead for 40 years. <laughs> you are at prom, Grace, the night before our present timeline. Um, the school rented out the lobby of this gorgeous downtown hotel um, with sparkling chandeliers and crystal mirrors lining the walls. String lights dangle from the ceiling in inverted white rainbows. Very, very cute. It made for some great Insta pics. Very great Insta picks you got lots of likes um the music from the speaker thrums against the inside of your ribs and the hotel has lots of little hallways and rooms to duck into away from the packed dance floor and all night dessert buffet and that's where you are now grace you're tucked into one of these hallways clutching a white envelope one that you've just surreptitiously unsealed they are the results of the prom court voting so how did you get this envelope because you are not the one who's supposed to be announcing it um, well, Chad is the one who was going to announce it because he's the student body president. Um, so I just, you know, used my feminine wiles to get him to let me see it. Yeah. So Chad is with you in this hallway and he's kind of like, he was kind of leaning with his arm against the wall. And then as you're looking over the selection, he kind of like moves his arm down to kind of lope around your shoulder. Um, and he kind of has a smirk as you, you know, scroll down to, I don't know what's on a pro- like print prom, prom princess or whatever the fuck. And then prom you get queen. prom queen. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, you see the prom king's name and it is Derek, who was not on the ballot. And I'm so excited for him. And Chad kind of like chuckles a little bit. He's like, yeah, that was kind of like my idea. I thought you would really get a kick out of it. Well, I mean, I think that's great for Derek. Oh, trust me, it's going to be so great for Derek. It'll be pretty memorable. What do you mean by that? I mean, it's Derek. I think it's cute that you like hang out with them because you're like, I just, you just got a really nice heart, babe. But like, it's Derek. He carries like that radio thing with him to talk to dead people. Like, what the fuck is his deal? I mean, 
I don't know. We all have our things that we're into. I've known him since sixth grade. He's really a sweetheart. Grace, Grace, things that we're into. I'm into football because I'm good at football, right? And you're into helping people, which is like super great. Derek's into like death. I don't know. It's a little weird, but hey, like he gets his little night to shine. It'll be great. And he kind of like claps you on the shoulder and was starting to um, walk you out of that hallway and back towards the dance floor. And he's going to try to kind of like, like snatch that little envelope out of your hand. I don't think I want to dance with you anymore. Oh, come on. The best songs are after the prom king thing. Yeah, I I don't know. You're being like oh, really on. mean. Okay, what did I do this time? Was it the football thing? I know you don't like it when I talk about football, even no, though that's like really important it's to me. Fine. I just don't think that you should be so mean to Derek. Like you barely know him. I'm not being mean. You are though. I'm giving him a hell of a night. <laughs> and as you kind of walk into this hallway, or walk out of this hallway, you run into... Roy, uh, Roy, you are heading back to the table you are sharing with Derek this evening with a plate freshly loaded with desserts. Uh, what is your dessert of choice? There's a full array and a chocolate fountain, I should mention. Um, chocolate fountain, that's just like a cesspool of diseases. And Definitely, you don't, yeah. You don't know yeah. what's going on in there. Um, do they have any like individually wrapped cookies? They or... have individually wrapped mints that's... and chocolate covered Oreos. That one of the moms definitely made. Which, but it you know. was your mom. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm definitely into my mom's Oreos and the freshly, or yeah, um, safely wrapped mints. They're like, and they're the good mints, though. They're like the butter mints that like melt in your oh, mouth. Yeah. Oh, good. no. Oh, no. You don't like those? No. Those Roy are the worst. loves them, though, so... Oh. Your mom was on the food committee. She like yeah, did you a she solid. She knows what's up. She, yeah. She's looking out for me. That's good. But yeah, so you're, you know, just coincidentally walking by and you see Chad and Grace come out and Chad's like, JR, what's up? My name, my name's Roy Chad. I don't know why we have to do this every time. What's up? No, no, just, just Roy. It's my dad's Elroy, and then I go by Roy, so I don't have to be a junior, actually. So. Yeah, so halfway through your spiel, Chad has already just walked away, giving you, like, the, the, the frat boy kind of, like, hands up, kind of like, hey. Cool, bye. And has walked by. Um, but I stay behind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Roy, I need to tell you something. Um, okay. Chad changed the results of the prom king and it's gonna be Derek. Um, what? Why? I don't know why. Like, I think it's kind of cool that he'd win prom king, but the way that he was talking about it makes me a little nervous. I don't know if he has something else planned. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That doesn't seem. That doesn't seem like Derek's kind of thing. Do you like, think we should tell him? I don't want to ruin the surprise, though. Like, it is kind of exciting. I, I don't know. Can we change it? I mean, he wasn't even on the ballot, right? How could he yeah, win? I don't Can know. We, can we just give it to whoever was on the ballot who got the most votes? That I don't know seems who that reasonable. Was, though. And Chad probably won't tell me because he's I like mean, really set on giving it to Derek. I don't know. You guys hang out. I feel like you could figure that out. I mean, okay, I'll try. I, he's not really listening to me, but. Well, he's definitely not going to listen to me. <sighs> yeah, no offense, but no, he won't. <laughs> and okay. 
the song that had been playing fades out um, to a low intensity, kind of like suspenseful bop. Like think like Jeopardy, but like remastered to sound really dope. Um, and- <laughs> I'm sorry, nothing about what you said made me think Jeopardy. Throw down at Jeopardy. Catch these hands, Alex Trebek. Look, I panicked. So, <laughs> and um, Chad takes the stage and takes the microphone as student body president. He is accustomed to the spotlight and its responsibilities. And he says, uh, hey, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to announce our prom court. Oh, God. And uh, the everyone kind of erupts into this, like, applause. And there's whoops. And, you know, everyone is very excited. And Roy, Grace, you know what's coming. Roy, and- we have to find Derek and let him know now what's about to happen. Okay. He's over at our table. I guess let's let's head over there. Okay. Yeah, you two um, kind of very quickly weave your way around high schoolers who kind of, you know, have left their chairs out at in a way that is very poor for, like, fire escape um, <laughs> methods. And, um, you know, Grace, you're in a dress and heels. is hard to manage. And, you know, Derek, you still have these Oreos that you're juggling. And you get back to the <laughs> and table the <laughs> and Derek's not there. You kind of look around the room and you both spot him almost the same time across the room at the dessert buffet. Derek, what you eating? So I'm all over that chocolate <laughs> fountain. <laughs> that like, so I I got tired of waiting for Roy to come back, and I also like I saw the chocolate fountain. I knew Roy wasn't gonna touch the chocolate fountain, y'all. <laughs> but like, I want some of that. And also, did you know with the chocolate fountain, they had they had white cake. You can make chocolate covered cake. And so I feel like I am just like metaphorically knee deep in this chocolate covered <laughs> fountain. Thank you for wishing specifying. that you could yeah. literally be knee deep in uh, it. Oh yes. Um I just have like I have chocolate on my face. Like I'm here for the food. I don't dance. That's not a thing that I enjoy. Well, I would, maybe, but like not They're not gonna play the songs that you want to dance to. That they, yeah, and I'm probably not gonna like I'm not gonna dance with someone that I'd want to dance with here. So like I mm. I'm gonna you know I'm good. Uh what does that mean? Uh, who knows? So I, I'm just yeah, I'm I'm I have like chocolate all over my face. Yeah, you're making <laughs> a myriad of chocolate abominations, like white yeah. cake, maybe some potato chips. Like I'm, it's, I'm doing chocolate covered bacon. It's there's hey, not even bacon at the buffet. That's so weird. He brought his own. I brought pocket bacon. Pocket bacon. Oh my god. Okay. I, I your plate is kind of dripping <laughs> a little bit. I feel um, like there's just chocolate on like my face. There's a little and, bit like, of a smudge. Not like like four year old with a cake level, but there's definitely some smudges. Mm. Um some and smudge. yeah, and there's like. You know, the small EMF detector in your pocket, you brought it just in case. There's so far, like, nothing besides just, like, teen angst and some hormones. Which is a superpower in itself sometimes. It, Am I right, ladies? Hey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even understand that joke, and I love it. Timestamp, um, Jacob. Timestamp, poor removal. Oh, um, no, we're going to include that one. Big yikes. But, Derek, you don't really pay Chad too much mind as he goes on with this spiel. Like, as you said, like, not really your thing. You're kind of in your own zone. This isn't going to concern me. Until you hear him say, And, ladies and gentlemen, your prom king is Derek Bontane. Give it up. Oh, yay, Derek! Yay! I have just taken a big bite of cake. My mouth is very full. How do you feel in this moment? 
I think I'm just in shock. I just kind of like look up and it's like deer in headlights. With it, like, well, more like a chipmunk in headlights with mouth full of nuts. <laughs> yeah. And by nuts, I mean cake. So I just kind of stand there. Yeah, you're like kind that. of paralyzed in this like, what the fuck? And it takes a second to process. And by the time you've kind of grasped what is happening, you have already been ushered onto the stage in a daze by two of Chad's friends. And, you know, there's still chocolate on your face. Your plate oh chocolate fondue is still in your hand. You are paraded up in front of the whole class. My choco um, platter. <laughs> next to um, the prom queen who is looking at you with surprise and not a little bit of disappointment that she's trying her best to hide. Oh, oh I also feel very uncomfortable being up here next to her. That's not... That's, like, I don't belong up here. And also, I'm in front of people yeah and you stare out at the crowd which is a you know grace is genuine and some some of the other you know students may be genuine but it's a lot of my faculty advisor is applauding for oh, some karen reason. is so excited for you <gasps> karen doesn't know what's going Poor on karen there's a lot of smirks a lot of overly enthusiastic jeering and cheering for you and they put this glittery abomination of a crown on your head and the sound of the crowd the applause the laughter it all kind of fades into like a dull hum a dull ringing in your ears and we hear that ringing as it grows louder and slowly turns into the ringing of a bell and thwack we are back to the present at mikhail manor Ah! so good so (laughs) Um, good Derek, you are in the study um, peering at this family photograph when the bells burst to life in the house around you. Um, Grace, you are in the bathroom looking at your formerly bloodied hands. And Roy, you're in your room still dusted with dirt, staring back at the dead ghost of Colin McHale. What would you like to do? The the kid, the Grace, what's going on? And I'm running out into the hallway, into the living room. As you run out of the hallway, um, Derek, I assume you're also kind of bursting out and yeah, uh, kind of running down the stairs to um, go find Grace, who has also screamed. And that stairway leads into that hallway where her bedroom is. So you can all just rush right in. Um, and Grace, you kind of look up from, you know, your hallucination um, and... Uh, you know, the door to the bathroom is open into the bedroom and you see Derek and Roy rush in and Roy looks very, very pale, but also very dusty, like dirty. Like he's just seen a ghost? Like he's just seen a ghost and also been covered in dirt. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. My hands were all bloody. Why are you covered the, in the, dirt? The bloody, what is going on? The bloody on? ghost kid and the, di- what, the what there's the all this dirt on, on my bed and, and I Why don't, do I, don't I miss know? all of the cool stuff? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, this is cool. I'm terrified out of my mind. My hands yeah, just look like is, they were covered in blood and split apart. Okay. Blood manifestation. Got it. Oh, my God. Roy, what? You, go. The the scary ghost kid with the blonde hair and the bloody ghost mouth. Kid? And he, he's in my room. Oh, and come. You saw him? Dirt. You saw him, too? Yeah, I he saw was him right behind me. Do you want to know what his name is? What no. Is I want to leave. How do you know what his name is? I was reading. Okay, tell us. His name's Colin. I, I'd like to... Don't care. Let's go. Okay, can I look at my phone? <laughs> and when you say Colin, the bells in the house stop. Fuck. And yeah, Derek, <laughs> you can look at your phone. Um, and that's just dead. It is 
black, it is off, it is not responding. And Grace, if you look at your phone, which you plugged in, um, you know, as part of your nightly routine, even though it's been charging, it's still only at like three or 4%. But it's weird. You also notice with maybe like a chill running down your spine, it's three in the morning. You all headed off to bed around midnight, midnight 30. And Roy, you had time to fall asleep for a little, but Derek, it definitely didn't feel like you were in the study for that long. And Grace, it feels like you were in the bathroom getting ready for only minutes. You guys, how is it 3 a.m. already? It's 3 a.m.? It's 3 a.m. It's 3... Can I phone? Here, it's 3 a.m., look. Shit. Uh, also, my phone like isn't charging. Yeah, but no, something is probably wrong with your phone. Do we, is there like a clock in the house? Stop explaining this away. We're seeing apparitions. Time is changing. Our phones aren't charging. We have no idea where this gardener guy is or if he's even real. Something crazy. That's a fun story that you're going down with the gardener. He has a house. Hey, Derek, make me a poll really quick to uh-huh. see if you Pulls. remember a thing. Okay. Ooh. And yeah, that tower is rickety. Rickety. Like, rickety. It's, Hello, it's rickety. doing a weeble wobble. But will it fall down? Oh, no, you got it. Derek. Yeah. You're looking at this phone. You're looking at, you know, you're trying to understand what the fuck is going on. And yeah. you remember a couple of things. Um, the phone in your hand, both Grace's and your own, are <laughs> very, very cold. And you remember that ghosts have a tendency to drain technology like light bulbs will go out much sooner than they need to phone batteries get um you know less effective so you can intuit what you want from that the other thing you notice about the same time you all hear a crash from the living room a very familiar sound of a pot of flowers shattering uh do we go back in time derek yeah you remember like it hits you the like a Ouija sec- board. You remember that on the instructions, Ouija 101, close the board by saying goodbye. <gasps> no, we didn't say goodbye. We left the board open. You left the board open? You, I. Yeah, okay, that's totally on You're the ghost one of us. I was also the one that was almost killed. Yeah, and you were like weirdly calm about it and you didn't remember to close it and say goodbye. Yeah, I was excited. Ghosts are real. Okay, well, My we need book's to go, gonna be a success. We need to go shut the Waluigi board because otherwise <laughs> all this shit is gonna keep happening. You know it's called a Ouija board? I don't care what it's called. Whatever it is, it could be called a Wigga board. Whatever. We need to go close it properly and stop whatever the hell is happening and get out of here. Yeah, let's go home. I mean... How are you but so ghosts. calm about this? How are you so ghosts. calm about this? But Nothing's happened to me. It's a bloody dirty Except ghost. Except dying. Okay. Is that not enough? Well. And you all hear a single bell start to ring. It's the bell to the living room. Does it want us to go in there? Are we just... I'm going to go like, in there. I feel like somebody wants us to I go, go in there. I go that way. That's a ghosty oh ghost. Oh my gosh. I go with them because I'm afraid of being alone. Ghosts. I also right now. follow timidly still brushing dirt off I my clothes. I hate all of this, but I'm going with you into the living room. Would you like to hold hands? No. Well. I would like to get out of here, but I guess that's not happening. So we're going in the living room. I mean, we could leave. Uh, well, not before we put the ghost back into the Ouija board. Come on, let's go. I mean, if we leave, we don't have to put the ghost. because No, it'll okay. just follow us. Will it? Oh, man, that'd be cool. I can't bring a ghost with me to college. 
<laughs> all right. Um, so you all take the slowest steps into the fucking living room. And um, I would like to take slower steps. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm in hell. <laughs> so We burst into the living thank room. Thank you. How many times can you say this before I continue my fucking narration? I go into the living room swiftly. I will... Oh my god. Okay, so you enter. Post haste! <laughs> and you see that sure enough, the flower pot, the other one, has been knocked sideways, um, crashing onto the mantle in front of the portrait of uh, Lady Carolyn McHale. And more notably than that, the Ouija board is still set up in front of the portrait where you left it, and the planchette is moving. Is it saying dark again? It is moving it's between D A R K and a new pattern. H E L P. Dark help. It alternates between D A R K and H E L P. Uh, oh my gosh, is Colin uh, afraid great, of the dark? Great, great, Grace. Do you, do you you have a flashlight? Yes. I turn on my flashlight. Does it work? Yeah. Okay. It's very faint. Is but it? But can, uh, shine. We gotta look. Okay. I um, shine my flashlight around the room. We gotta. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Ghost. Ghost. We gotta do ghost detective stuff. Um. You do. I can't record anything. That's the first thing you're supposed dead. to do. Because your phone is dead? Yeah. Oh, uh, Roy, is your phone dead? It's it's kind of broken. The The screen doesn't always work, and I'm trying to remember what part of my phone is broken. Stand by. I'm very good at this. It's okay. I'm very good at it. We uh, we're we're going to cut all this out anyways. Don't worry. We're going to cut half of the conversation. I like to whisper, too. <laughs> <laughs> what is it from? Elf. Yes. That's it. <laughs> that's such a movie will ferrell was also in uh stranger than stranger fiction. than fiction where the fiction but not in a dumb dumb goof goof fart role like he normally is yes my theory is <laughs> elf is will ferrell's best movie because it's the only one that successfully explains his childlike stupidity yeah honestly yeah hold up are you saying that the same universe that will ferrell exists in and creates movies is the same one that buddy the elf exists in and all of the dumb dumb goof goof fart fart movies that will ferrell has made has actually been buddy the elf as an adult acting in these roles because those are the things that he knows how to do because after he stopped being an elf he became an actor known as will ferrell that's not what I mean, <laughs> I but that's it. better. I have, I subscribe to this conspiracy theory for sure. Um, so we're going back to, you asked me if my phone works, and then I'm going to answer that question. Roy, does your phone work? Um, it's The screen's broken, and sometimes the speaker doesn't work, but we can try. Better than nothing. So, yeah, okay. Right, can I, you... I pull out my phone. Yeah, yours is at like 5%. So. How is this at 5%? I haven't even used it this whole dang trip. Uh, okay, it's just okay, going to so, drain okay. your battery too right, much fine. to record, okay. though. No phones, no phones, no phones. It's whatever. So as you are, you know, exchanging phones, um, who has the flashlight? I do. Grace, it starts to flicker. Oh, my God. A little. Um, and the bell stops, uh, if I haven't mentioned that before. And you kind of follow the beam it was kind of pointing across the room into that doorway leading to the dining room and you all see colin standing in that doorway his little hands are gripping the frame in a vice those bright eyes are staring at you into you and you hear him <coughs> help mama and when he coughs you see fresh blood speckle his lips and then colin disappears and you hear a crash from upstairs and a new bell starts to ring 
Oh my god. So we. So you saw uh, that, right? Yep. Yep. I, uh, I saw the bloody dirt ghost. And there is no longer a bell ringing in, ringing in the, the, the this room. I hear this one upstairs. Can we can we just close the damn board and get out of here? This is terrifying. Yeah, the board is still moving. The board has not stopped. How do we stop it? Uh, we goodbye, and I clap my hands twice, and I close the board. You you as Derek would know that you have to move the planchette to goodbye. That's how you close it. Oh, okay. I I I I I, I say, um, thank you. Not interested, you know, and just uh, pull the planchette to uh, goodbye. And speaking of pulls, please make one. This could be where it falls. This could be where Derek dies. Oh no! But he's the only one that knows what to do with the ghost. Isn't that unfortunate? Oh, that wobbled very badly. Oh no! Don't die, oh, Derek. That one. Ooh, ooh, but. Oh gosh! Yikes! 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 (gasps) Oh, ye of little faith, Derek. When your fingertips touch this planchette, they almost burn with how cold it is. It is just wood or plastic or whatever Hasbro makes planchettes out of, but it is like it has been sitting in a freezer. And you try to pull (sighs) it towards goodbye, and you have a hard time breaking it from its path. It's going dark. It's going help. And you try to jerk it back and it, it, you're moving with it to help and then dark, but you're able to wrench it to the side. And as soon as it hits goodbye, stops. You're able to move it freely and the board is closed. Does it have dirt on it from the vape? Like, did the. I clean that shit up. From the first one, but not the second one the second one through at the painting correct yes there is a little bit of dirt that managed to get onto the board i just shake that off i don't really care i'm just i don't want to i don't want to piss off roy so like you you do it's sparkly clean um but yeah the bell upstairs is still ringing do we want to go investigate well, I that? I mean, I'm gonna go investigate what that. What is like instead the, uh-huh. we went home? Do we want to leave all our stuff? I mean, th- like I none of we my stuff. We can buy new stuff. All of our stuff, all of yours and my stuff is upstairs anyway. Yeah, but also so is the ghost. I mean, I mean, clearly there are ghosts Gracie. everywhere. The ringing gets faster. We need to make a decision now. Grace, do you want to leave? I <sighs> yes and no. Okay. Um, are we even going to be well, able to leave? Like, is this thing going to let us leave? That's a fair point. Uh, okay. No, this is dangerous and spooky. Uh, I'll come back when I have all of my stuff and some battery packs. Okay. Um, let's, I, if you guys are okay just leaving all of our shit. The ringing is so fast, it's almost like it's one consistent sound. You can't tell where the individual tings against the dome of the bell strikes. It is just one loud ring. Yeah, that seems to be a uh, get the fuck out of my house kind yeah, of ring. Let's, 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 let's go. You've okay. got the keys, Grace? Yeah. All right, well, cool. And we begin to Scooby-Doo run to <laughs> the car. <laughs> yeah, you all burst out of the front door and head to your car, which was parked to the left of the house. And yeah, you, Grace, you beep, beep, you unlock that door so fast and you pile in. Grace, I assume you're driving? Yeah. Uh, where are you two sitting? Who's in shotgun? Who's in back? Same seats. Why Same seats. Important? I'm in that. Royce and Chaka. I don't care. Just get in the car and yep. go. Floor it, Grace. Yeah, Grace. Grace, you, you slam the key into the ignition. It takes you a couple tries to get it in the slot because you are I'm shaking. Nervous as hell. And you turn it on and the engine 
sputters. Oh my God. The lights go on. You hear it try to turn over, but it doesn't. Try again, try again, try again. I'm trying again, I'm trying again. You try again and the headlights are illuminating the front of the house. They flicker on and then off with each like turn of this car. The battery is dead. The car's not starting. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh, it's electric just like the phone. Oh shit. When the lights flicker on, you see Colin standing in the open doorway of the house. He's following us. And the lights flicker off and you try again. And Colin's 10 feet closer. And they flicker off. Guys! And they flicker back on and Colin's not in front of you. Hey, Derek. Yeah? You're in the back? Yeah? (laughs) Make me a pull, please. God is angry at me today. (laughs) No, you just got yourself into the situation. I asked. I gave you an out. But you're like, no, I'll sit in the back. Sitting where I was in the to start. This you is how I right drove here. call seat check. <laughs> Can you imagine if in this suspenseful like <laughs> life or death moment he's like seat check, seat check. <laughs> Sounds like something Chad would do. Oh, that's wop. That's going so. Oh, oh shit! It wobbled so bad when you put it on top, though. <laughs> Derek, you are in the back of the car and you see with each light flicker calling it closer and closer and then he's gone. Okay. He probably can't manifest too far away from the house. And you turn and in the back window, you see him kind of not pressed against the glass, but his hands are on it. And where where it touches the windshield, you see ice crystals start to form. And he is staring at you and then he stares at Grace and he stares at Roy and you just hear him his labored wheezing breathing help help mom help does he I'm not your mom Derek can we help him will that make him go away I'm not I'm not your mom kid and when you say that you hear the bells again, very, very faintly. The one in the house is still ringing, but that other bell you heard before, the one that is pervasive and echoey and seems to echo everywhere inside of you and inside the house and out of the house all at once, you hear that start to ring, and it rings with a little bit of a different intonation. It's a little deeper, and Mm. it's still very, very faint. And behind you, you're still looking at Colin in the window. He just points back at the house. And he looks sad. He doesn't look angry. He just looks so afraid and so, so lonely. Uh Help, Mama. Can they hear this too? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so we're not leaving. Uh, maybe we go back inside and help the creepy blood boy. Uh, maybe we could call like an Uber or the yeah, old lady. On a, yeah, yeah, or let's look at the phones that we have that, like, you know, we're totally working a second ago. And the second you all take your eyes away from Colin, even for a second, he is gone, but the ice on the window remains. Uh, Roy? I don't I don't think we're getting out of here without uh doing something 
with this? Are we supposed to help this little boy? Or ghost thing? Help him or Do what? his mom? Help I don't. His mom? Or he thinks we're his mom? Yeah, Roy, put on a dress. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Why don't we? I mean, okay, we're not getting out of here. Clearly, either he needs help, someone in the house needs help. There was another bell ringing. We could try looking in that room. Oh, God. Okay, why don't we go look and see what the other bell is all about? Can we go in the house? Can I'm I look at so the plaque? I'm so terrified, but clearly we're not getting out of here any other way. I yeah. want to double check the plaque on the front of the house on the way in. Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, so as you skim over the plaque, you know, it says some, you know, it. this house was built, whatever, whatever. The most notable pieces that you recall from your second read through is that General George McHale was killed in a hunting accident shortly after the house's construction began. His wife and three children died the following winter, and the family is buried in a small plot on the property. And when you step back onto the porch, the ringing gets louder again, and it's you you've heard the bells a considerable amount of time you can almost kind yeah. of assign emotion to them now it seems reinvigorated it seems happy for lack of a better term they're like coming back that they are that like you that welcoming you with like a renewed sense of, of vigor and so it's not like a scary bell no it's almost i mean hopeful still creepy because it's like a bell that's ringing with nuts. But at least it doesn't seem like it wants to hurt us. He doesn't seem aggressive, Roy. He seems kind of... He chased us out of the house and froze the windshield and called us mommy. We We, ran out of the house. And he followed us. That's not chasing us, That's different. I want to call it chasing. I'm not saying it's not scariest all get out, but it's not like he's attacked us. Well, um, there was that. There was the. Well, there the was base. Roy being buried alive. Yeah. And there was me almost getting my head uh, busted open by a vase. But do we know that that was that little boy? I mean, fair point. I think we go and look at a. Uh, are, are all the bells ringing inside, or is it just no, the one? No, it up- is just that one. And the other bell, that, that deeper one, stopped when you got back like onto the porch. Um, so it's just the one bell kind of guiding you upstairs. Whatever we do, I don't want to piss these ghosts or these bells off. Yeah, let's uh, stick stick together maybe and we can, we'll can we make it through I, this. I guess. You I guys, you guys go other, first though. I don't yeah, think we have any other choice. Roy, maybe you, I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like we got a, got a choice in the matter. Do let's we have just, a dead just- car? Get it over with, well, I wait, guess. Okay, well, here, here, we can do, we can do, we can, we can go upstairs. Roy, while we're upstairs, you can get the chargers, because we, we brought those, like, portable chargers for our, our phones, because we know we're going to be here, like, a whole weekend. Right. So, our phones were going to die at some point. You can, may, maybe we can charge our phone off of that, and you can get, like, an Uber signal. Okay, yeah, I'll try that. But um, who but knows we, if an Uber's turn... going to work when it gets here? I mean... My I... car didn't work, and it's been fine. Oh, my mom's going to kill me if the car is dead. I would remind you, you're in a national park, so signal is spotty on a good day, um, but you can certainly try. Good plan. Can we just start so, by turning on all the lights? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Do you, yeah. Do, do you go in every room? I'm going to start with, I'm assuming we're walking into the living room. Let's turn that light on. Yeah, the living room looks as, you know, as you left it, um, except there is another little pile of dirt in the corner. It's it's summoning dirt 
We gotta, <laughs> we gotta kill it or get out of here or something. Roy's worst nightmare. <laughs> Roy, the ghost has been dead for forty years. <laughs> Let's go through and like systematically turn on lights because I'm I'm spooked. Yeah, as you do, the bell again does not stop. It is still ringing. Um, you go in the kitchen. You go in the butler's pantry. You see this beautiful china. You flip on the lights. Nothing really bothers you. But when you get back kind of by, you, you know, you do the left side of the house first, and then mm-hmm. you make your way over towards Grace's bedroom, um, you see, as you flip on the light, Colin standing at, like, the middle of the stairs. And when he sees you, he kind of points up the stairs and turns and runs up them towards the bell. And when he gets there, it kind of goes a little faster again, almost urging you forward. I I guess we follow him. Go follow him, Roy? I guess. Let's let's just go. We could we could flip the light on really quick, but if we're going upstairs anyways. You just just I mean, let's turn just it go. on turn it on and then let's go upstairs. Yep. Okay. Who turns on the light? Ominous. Ominous. I'll turn it on. I ain't no coward. Or or were you about to say something? I was about to say that thing. Oh, okay. Well, not not a coward part, but. Derek, you said it first. You go to turn on the light, Uh and you do. It's a fucking light. (laughs) (laughs) I was stressed, Derek. I was so stressed. I was like, I'm going to turn on this light, and it's going to be a knife for me. And I don't know why I thought a knife, and I was just like, I was sure I was about to die. All right, let's go follow this All ghost. Right. So you follow Colin upstairs, and um, you very quickly discern that the bell ringing is the one in the study. So Derek, when you were seeing those photographs and books, yeah. um, and as soon as you enter the room, um, the bell stops. Um, and you also quickly see the source of the crash up here that you had heard earlier. Um, one of those museum cases, actually the one that you were looking at, Derek, the photography, uh, has been smashed open so that the glass is broken in shards and granting you access to this photo album. And you see Colin standing underneath the moose and you all enter and he is pointing at that photo album and then disappears. Okay, Grace. Good news, bad news. Okay. Good news. I think I know what Colin wants us to do. Okay. Bad news. We are not getting a five star. Uh, <laughs> as long as I'm not dead at the end of this, I literally do not care. I don't think they're getting a five star as a host either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Beverly True. was so nice. Yeah, yeah and but then also we got all accosted the dirt. by blood ghosts. <laughs> yeah, we got accosted by blood ghosts, and there's. There's dirt everywhere. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So what does he want? I, he, I think he wants us to read, look at this this fo- old, old photograph book. It, it had his. Okay. I was looking at it earlier. It has a picture of him and his family and I think like an uncle or something. Okay. Let's it. look at it. Okay. Which you, one of you goes to grab it? I mean, I guess I said about it so i'd go pick it up okay um it is covered in glass um so to avoid getting cut i I have gloves in my fanny back (laughs) do you really i do that seems all right i'll allow it for your very good love play you don't have to make a pull you can just reach in carefully and grab this photo album if you are welcome thanks grace yeah always be prepared 
I don't. I genuinely don't know what to say to that. I grab this book. <laughs> you do. So you set it up to where um, you can all kind of look over it at the same time. It is still open to those pages with the photographs, one of the the family and one of George and Carolyn with that doctor, Doctor Gilmore. And um, as you flip forward, you see George disappear from the photo album. He just stopped showing up in pictures, um, which you can intuit what you will from that. George and was his dad? George was a dad, Mr. McGalia. Didn't the oh, plaque well, say he, he died mean, he, in a hunting He died accident? hunting, so he must have, he, well, bummer. Yeah, and Dr. <laughs> Gilmore starts appearing in them a little bit more. You see pictures of Carolyn and Colin um, sick in bed with Dr. Gilmore kind of beside them. Um, Colin's clutching this, like, stuffed rabbit um, that looks, you know, very, very well-loved and worn. Um, then the picture after that, Colin is missing. It is just Carolyn who looks a lot worse. Um, she has like some blood, like dried blood around her mouth with two of her daughters. Who's photographing this? And then um, the <laughs> next picture, Carolyn's gone and it's just the daughters. And then slowly they just disappear as well. Horrifying. And you reach um, the back cover and pasted into it, there is a newspaper article um, with the doctor's name in bold. The article is ripped and kind of has some water damage. A lot of the latter pictures do. But on this article, you make out enough to learn that the day of Carolyn's funeral, a resurrection man, so a grave robber, was caught trying to dig up Colin's fresh grave. He was arrested by the mourners, who quickly put Carolyn in the ground, and the man was later executed, but not before, imp- but not before implicating Dr. Gilmore in on the plot. And because of the arrest, no one sat by Carolyn's grave that night to stand a vigil. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I want, okay. Um. And then you hear the bell. Not in the house. The other one. Coming from outside. Oh, no! Yes? Was she buried alive? Oh, shit. Colin wants us to go save the mom because she was buried alive, and the bell has been her trying to ring the bell because she was trying to tell everybody that she was still alive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, and that's why there's dirt everywhere because she was buried. Oh, shit. So, was that Grace realizing it? Or yes, that was Grace okay, realizing that. Okay, I couldn't that. tell. Your excited voices are both very similar, so I wasn't sure how to... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm new to this. Um, Listen, just because I don't believe in the ghosts, and just because I'm friends with the popular people, doesn't mean I'm not smart and can't figure things out, okay? We need to help this freaking ghost... I don't, oh my gosh. Oh, she was buried alive, don't you see? And now this little boy ghost, Colin, is like trying to get us to help him, because his mom was just buried alive. And Grace, as you're going on this tirade, as you're so excited, kind of figuring out all the pieces, you turn and you see Colin in the doorway and he's crying (gasps) and he looks almost relieved and he looks at you and then he runs out of the door and downstairs. I run after him. I. Derek, Roy, what are you doing? Boop. Wait, no, we can't just rush into this. It's it's a scary thousand-year-old ghost. Th- thousands? Hyperbably. <laughs> like 200 years. That Basically sounded like you were trying to say hyperbole and Hyperb- probably at the same time. <laughs> That's a that, great word that I'm going to use now. Hyperbably. Hyperbably, but I, I forgot I, how to say I, it. I yes. liked it better that way, though. It's good. Well, we're not going to leave. We're not going to let Grace go out into into the 
garden by herself? Yeah, we're not going to let her night? go. Well, we got to go get her. Stop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. I do not stop. <laughs> so what? Um, what is your plan here? Well, clearly Colin has something to tell us. It looks like he is relieved that we've figured out his like issue and every single step of the way he's been guiding us to figure out the next thing that we need to know in order to help him so i assume that if i follow him that he will show me the next thing that i need to know in order to like help him and stop this like haunting so that we can get out of here yeah but it's like the middle of the night and all the batteries are dead so like how are you going to see what you're doing and she she died like 500 years ago or something we turned on on the lights as we went so there's plenty of light the thing is outside right Maybe we need to go find the gardener. I I think we need to. I mean, okay, are we going? Well, Grace. Okay, Grace is. Going. I'm going. Grace has already left. Grace is out. Okay, Grace is following Colin. You guys need to Roy, get better at making quick decisions. Roy, where's the shovel that we used I, earlier? Do we didn't put that back? You didn't have a shovel, but we, you did. What did we get? You got a broom. But but there's shovels in the shed. Let's go grab a shovel and we'll meet her. And I'll like shout. Hey, Grace, uh, you're going to need a shovel. We'll meet you in the back. I'm going to go grab one. Okay. Okay, so Grace, you um, tear after Colin, and he leads you down the stairs and out the front door, and he is running super fast. Like, his form is, like, almost like translucent mist in, like, a vaguely humanoid Mm -hmm. shape. He is bolting, and you are just able to keep up with him as he leads you out the front door and out around the house, past that big oak tree, and back in the hedge maze and he runs in but if you're waiting for Derek yeah, and I, I don't go in the hedge maze yeah alone. when when you don't follow after a few minutes he kind of pokes his head out and will wait there with you um meanwhile Derek Roy are you both going to the caretaker's cottage yeah I'm reluctantly following Derek yeah Roy, come on we gotta go Okay, let's. I guess let's go. Let's I mean, the ghost is the ghost is with Grace, so like you know. I, I guess if you want, I mean, ghost free zone right here. You me. Sure, let's go. Okay. Famous last words. Done. Done. So yeah, you both go to the caretaker's cottage, Derek. You know the way. You've been there before. It's not mm-hmm. that far away mm-hmm. from the house. You notice that Beverly's car is still parked outside, exactly she, where it was the last time. Is she and spending the night in the mother-in-law suite. The door to the shed is open as it was before. And you, you know, can go inside. You can see there's a there's an array of equipment. You find a couple shovels pretty easily. Um, you also know that the door while you're in there, the door to the actual cottage is a little bit open as well. The- Roy, are you also in the shed with him? Yeah, I guess just kind of nervously waiting, just right outside the fret threshold. Like, hey, come on, let's okay. let's go. I gra- I grabbed the shovels. Um, that's weird that the door is open. Yeah, should we we can investigate that I- in a minute? Like, I feel like I don't know, Roy. What do you want to do? I Ghost want to go or- home. Well, we can't do that, <laughs> Derek. As you're in there, just like the last time, you feel like your throat is starting to tighten um like it's starting to close up and this time it happens much faster than it did the first time you were here i'm really sorry but i need you to make me a pull it's tuberculosis they died of tuberculosis that's why they were sick so we shouldn't dig them up then (laughs) 
I'm you said we're sure digging the germ- them up. I'm, I'm pretty sure the germs are. Di- I have no idea. I'm not a. Su- what do I look like? A botanist? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Thank you. You've made a successful pull. So as you are in here, you it takes you a second to grab the shovels. It's it's organized, but there's a lot in here. It's a big property, a lot to take care of. Um, you spot them, and you have to kind of shimmy around a riding mower um, to grab them. And your throat is so tight, and it's it's almost like your neck is straining your lungs aren't getting air and by the time you're able to grab two shovels and get out you are gasping (gasps) but as soon as you cross the threshold the sensation just immediately goes away not even like a lessening it's just gone but you have the shovels uh roy i'm not going back in there fine by me that's a bad place yeah, so you two have the shovels, and you run around to the back of the house, and you find Grace um, standing there and Colin in the entrance to the hedge we maze. We started playing a hand-clapping game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you really? Because that's adorable. I mean, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, Colin, like, it. He's, he's not... He's a good boy. He is. He's not really, like, into oh, it boy. because... He's kind of like distracted, but he'll he'll do a, a, like a, a, like one round of patty cake and then mm. kind of just stop. Um, but uh, you all have regrouped, and Wait. when Colin, uh, Grace, Grace, we um, yeah. uh, d- don't go in the shed. Okay, it's, it's bad. I I think um, Colin, is he still there? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Colin, you got TB, Colin? He kind of coughs. A little bit and just kind of nods. That's a yes. Okay. Because I couldn't breathe in the shed. So. Are and we going to get TV from this ghost? I, maybe we should go home. I, Roy. Roy, I, we're not going home. There's I, no way to get home. Roy, I want to go home, but I can't. Do you want to go home? We would be home, home if not we at all. could. And as soon, basically as soon as Colin nods, he kind of lets out another cough and says, Mama. And bolts into the hedge maze. Do you follow? Well, I was going to tell you about the shed, the the mother suite. Nope. I don't remember the name. Caretaker's Cottage. Uh, the Caretaker's Cottage. It's open, which is weird. I don't know why Beverly would leave it open, but I guess she's also here. Okay. Let's go chase the kid. Okay. Here um, we go. What order are you in? I go first again. I reluctantly follow behind. Okay, can, can someone else carry a shovel? I'm a weak boy. Sure. Okay, so you all <laughs> Roy, enter. You're in between shovel people. <laughs> you're protected. So Grace, Roy, and Derek, you all enter this hedge maze, and the bells are ringing again, not just in the house, but out here too, the other bell, the one that with each metallic strike feels like a strike inside your own chest. You follow Colin, Grace, and he is running so much faster than you can, even faster than before. And as you all rush ahead into this maze, just ahead of you, the path splits. The green walls tower around you, and it either continues forward or diverges off to the left. And you can't see where Colin has gone to, and the bells ring faster. Which way do you go? Can I call out to him? You can try. Colin! Make a pull. Oh, man. Oh, oh that looks so much jankier looking at it and not being Ooh. up close. 
Christine has just knocked over the tower, whoops a doodle, and um, per the rules of dread, um, that means that her character is removed from the game. That can happen immediately, that can happen in you know a little bit. It's basically up to my purview, so fucking sorry. In general, I am irrevocably doomed. 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 <laughs> Um, in the meantime, we have reset the tower and made um, 10 pulls, so it is still pretty rickety um, just to ramp up that tension and keep everything going. Grace, you call after Colin, and you think you catch a glimpse of him going to the right, and you tear after him. You are running, and you make turns so fast you lose track of where you're going and you are just following any glimmer of white that you can leading you forward and you stop and you look around and your friends aren't behind you Derek and Roy have lost pace with you and Colin isn't in front of you you are just surrounded by this dark foliage and you are alone. And then everything is, you know, the leaves are dark around you. The sky above you is dark. It's clouded. There's no moon. And then your head explodes in fireworks of pain and darkness overtakes you. And that's where we're going to leave you for the moment. Oh, no. So. Okay, I thought you were going to say, and then your head explodes. Same. It was I was like, like, what? No. It's like, well, we weren't prepared for any of that. <laughs> yeah, no. no, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, one of those, like what, okay, apparently I self-destruct. What's that one movie where people's heads actually do it? There's like an older movie. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, Derek and Roy, you see Grace tear ahead of you to the right, um, and she quickly disappears into the dark. Which way do you go? I feel like left. Well, we follow her, don't we? Like, because we we would follow our friend. Yes. Yeah, you so, guys yeah. don't know that would be the be correct things. character choice. We do not know that <laughs> Grace's head exploded. <laughs> Yeah, so you two dash ahead and you very quickly lose sight of Grace. She is on a mission and she is tearing in front of you. She just had one of the shovels, damn it. That's okay. I wasn't going to dig anyway. That's, you know, honestly fair. Um, so you follow um, the these rows of hedges to the right and then to the left. And then you round the corner and to your right, the walls form a small enclosed alcove made of these bushes. Um, in it, you see another bush, one that has been shaped um, as, you know, crazy rich people usually do. Um, and it's shaped to look like a rabbit, but the rabbit is a little warped. The tree that it's made out of is dying and decayed the leaves are drooping almost black it's one of its ears is overgrown and bulges almost like a tumor and you hear that bell again urging you faster and forward 
and the path in front of you diverges again and either goes left or right. Which do you choose? Do, do the bunny ears look like they're pointing in a direction? They're kind of flopped, um, kind of like one to the left and one to the right. The one to like the, the, the tumor one mm-hmm. is the one to the right. So that one? I, I guess going with the scary gross thing seems to be the what we've been doing. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Grace went this way. We'll just we'll call out, and she'll call back to us. Uh, Grace, Grace. You don't hear anything back. Uh, Roy. You try it. I, I'm. Uh, Grace. Grace. Yeah, you don't hear Grace, but you do hear the bell, and almost at your voice, it reacts to it, and it intensifies and you see Colin peek out to the path of the right and he beckons you forward and charges forward again. It was the creepy bullshit. We'll go that way. We've we've gone this far, I guess. I'm holding the shovel now like a wham, like I can bash a ghost with oh god i'm gonna die too (laughs) yeah so your hearts are racing and you follow this path up and around and it curves it's left and right and you follow it up and around this corner then down the it almost forms like a curve it's not exactly straight it's a little more spirally and off kilter than that and this part of the maze looks like it's fallen apart here bushes that might once have been walls stand ahead of you only two or three feet long that are pillars in your path. Um, I need both of you to make me pulls. Double pull. Double pull. Double pull. (laughs) So you are able to make two successful pulls and you skirt around these bushes in your path, dodging their thorns as you desperately try to keep pace with Colin. You can almost see him in front of you just barely out of your sight and you are being scraped by thorns and by branches as you tear forward you catch glimpses of him whitish blurs ahead of you as you turn only one path left then right then left then all the while the bell is screaming in your ears getting louder and you run down this one last long curved turn and you find the maze's center It's a small open space where hard-packed earth gives way to soft grass and wildflowers, and framed by a short little iron fence, you can see the graves in a neat little row, one for each member of the family. Time has worn the corners of the headstones around, but you can still see their names. George McHale, Colin, Catherine, Ginny, and Carolyn. Shooting up from each headstone is a rusted metal rod with a little bell attached to a string. And as both of you are standing there, the little bell beside Carolyn's grave begins to ring. And Colin is standing there beside his mother's grave, standing on top of his own, and he points at her grave. What do you do? I guess we dig her up? Roy? I mean, I'm I'm not touching the shovel or the dirt, but... I don't I don't know. Can you can you ask the kid what he wants? Dig her up? Help! Mama! It's a yes. 
Uh, go, bells go for ringing. it, the, I guess. The bell's ringing. That means you, you only rang that bell if they buried you by mistake. So, but I mean, that was two hundred years ago. Like, what is what is digging up her corpse going to do? Digging up zombie mom. Start. You need to make me two pulls. The dirt is hard packed. And Grace has the other shovel. Yeah. It is hard work digging up a grave. Grace, she should be here. Hey, Colin. I'm going to make this polls. But like, hey, Colin, where's Grace? He looks at you and he looks scared and he doesn't answer you he just points again at his mother's grave um almost more panicked at your question she got lost in the maze and she'll i mean she'll find it eventually i, I guess. guess it's got to be light soon all right well let's yeah, yeah, it was. It, last time we looked at a clock, it was 3 a.m., so like it could be like, you know, 8. You know, how suns work. I mean, when there aren't ghosts involved. That's, you know, spooky time. Okay, one. that's one. Don't get cocky. Oh, that's a weeblin. A weeblin and a wobblin. Okay, I'm going to make the first poll but refuse the second one a little scared yes you can absolutely do that so with one out of two polls you are able to dig down um relatively quickly it is not buried that deep um as you remember from the article they kind of threw her in the ground and dipped to take care of the other thing that was going on um so you're able to dig up the casket you are able to dig around it you can you know it's only three feet down it's, it still takes some time and it still sucks. Um, mm. It's hard work by yourself. Um, but. Roy, you sure you don't want to help out? Uh, yeah, it's dirty. <laughs> but, Such a horrible friend. And as soon as. Like, well, keep as, watch. Maybe Grace is coming. Just make yourself useful. When you start digging, that bell becomes faster and more insistent. It is almost like it is urging you forward, giving you renewed energy as your shovel bites into the earth with every um, stroke downward. So you are able to dig the casket like you can see it. You are not able to pop it open. And the bell is just ringing and ringing and you can feel it now. You can almost feel this bell imbuing you with the same anxiety and the coldest fear you have ever experienced roy i can't i can't get it open uh can you can you okay it's not dirt it's just you know you're gonna hold the end of the shovel and we're gonna like leverage to like try to crack this it's i mean it's it's old wood it's gotta be you know Uh, okay i guess all you gotta do is hold the end of the shovel i i guess and i'll just 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 on three you pull down okay let's uh, yeah and i'm like freaking out a little bit as I'm climbing into the hole and yeah, it's not trying great for you. not to touch the ground or get dirty or touch anything with my clothes. But I climb down and I push on the shovel. I appreciate it, buddy. And one, two, three. Because you're working together, you don't have to make a pull. Oh, friendship. And as soon as you pop the casket open, the bell stops. 
the old rotting wood splinters and cracks as you pry it open. And the first thing you notice is the smell. (laughs) It's immediate and pungent and intense. It's this smell of rot and it's old rot, like dusty and earthy and putrid. The second thing you notice is the lid of the casket. As you kind of lift it up and over on the inside, you can see deep gouges and scratches in the wood. Dozens of them. This thing has been scratched to shit. And you can see embedded into the wood, even after all these years, that the scratches are stained with blood. And then you see the body. It's the body of a woman, Lady McHale, you presume, and she's also stained from probably the dried up remains of her decomposed flesh. She's wearing the same blue dress as she did in the portrait, but it's tattered and faded. Her bony fingers are covered in dried blood, and she's not lying the way you think a body should be lying. She's on her side, arms hugging herself, curled up as much as she could be in that space. And you all hear this sharp intake of breath, and you look up, and standing a couple feet in front of you, you see two figures. You recognize one to be Lady McHale, and she looks exactly like she did in the portrait, the rich blue dress, the long dark curls, and she's smiling at you, gratefully, and you see Colin beside her, wrapping his little arms around his mother's legs in a tight embrace. And he's he's calm now. He looks at you and you can see that he's crying again, but he's smiling. And Lady Mikhail reaches down with one hand and ruffles his hair and she puts the other hand over her heart and she looks at all of you and you hear her whisper, Thank you. These two ghosts finally at peace, their bodies begin to fade becoming lighter, the colors in their forms becoming airy pastels, becoming transparent, and you both watch as they fade slowly into mist, and then they're gone. I start writing all of this down immediately. (laughs) I get out my notebook, and I am just like, notes, 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 notes. And I'm just, I'm scrambling out of the hole. I can get as far away from that body as I can without, like, going around the corner or leaving the clearing. Yeah, Roy and Derek, I assume you are both scrambling out of the hole at this point. As you're getting out, you hear from behind you a new voice say, What the fuck are you doing? And as you scramble out, you see the gardener standing behind you. And you saw him at a distance before, but now you see him up close. He's got his own shovel in one hand, and in the other, he's gripping the handle of that old wooden wheelbarrow. He's so pale. His breathing is ragged, and he looks livid. What are you doing here? Get get the fuck away. Do you know how much the doctor will pay? And then you all realize, you remember, Roy, you remember the shadowy silhouette of that hanged man you saw in your room. And Derek, you remember that newspaper clipping? The clipping about the resurrection man. Mourners caught the day of Lady McHale's burial. Mourners that were too busy carting him away to be hanged to hear her coffin bell ringing. And the evening wind is picking up. No. 
And it rustles the loose burlap that had been thrown over the contents of his wheelbarrow, granting you a glimpse at what's inside. The gardener's a ghost. You see a small child skeleton. Ah! Bones fragile and aged. You see the body of a middle-aged man, half-rotted, wearing more modern gardener's attire, and a familiar mop of white hair. It's Beverly. No! Her dead eyes bulging behind her glasses. No! And what chills you most? You see Grace. Her crumpled, fresh body with one hell of a head wound right on top. And that wind blows stronger now, and you see the man's scarf flutter open to reveal his neck, purple and blue and bloodied and raw. And now he's yelling, Get the fuck away from that body! It's mine! Roy, you got out first. You have ten seconds. Make me a pull. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six, five, four, three, two. Ah! <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so. Woo! No, I'm dead. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Oh my God. Uh, man, you barely made it. Um. Roy, uh-huh. this man, this corpse robber, swings his shovel at your head with not the flat side, but with like the edge. Like he's trying to like go for the kill. He swings that at you, but you're able to duck out of the way. What do you both do? Run the hell away. I get out of the hole. I stop taking notes. <laughs> And I run. I run so fast. You both sprint out of the hedge maze and you hear this gardener. Um, Roy, do we care about the maze? Like, I'm going through those hedges. Like, fuck it. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take cuts. I, I'm going to live, right? Yeah, I'm following you. Yeah, so you just I didn't bolt. like this shirt. Um, which way do you go? You are in the center. So from your vantage point, do you go like north, south, east, or west? Is north towards the house? South towards the I house? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know, but make me a pull because there were a lot of twists and turns in that maze. So unless you can make me... Make me an argument as to whether or not Derek or Roy can have a beautiful natural compass. Derek is a genius at history. Bullshit. What is that? What? Well, that's no, nothing. Derek is a genius at history. But that's nothing. That's well, not internal compass. Did you? I always know which way is north because oh. I studied the Civil War. That's so stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> made Jacob laugh. I count that as a win. Uh, I'm going to test this tower. Oh my gosh. Fabrice, just do it. Okay. Okay. That is a success. So Derek, you are able to 
okay, like you you know you only made a couple turns and it's kind of, you circled around. So you pick a direction that you think is towards the house where you entered and you grab Roy and you both tear through these hedges. But this ghost is a little different than the others. Um, he is tearing behind you until he's not. And then out of a sudden bursting sideways through the maze, through one of the walls, you see him emerge with his shovel. Um, Roy, you're in the back because Derek is leading you. Um, he is going to try to swing his shovel at you again with a enraged cry. And I need you to make me another pull. I thought you were going to ask him to make the enraged cry. Make the enraged cry for me. Dance for me, my puppets. Guys, I just realized something. Yeah. Grace had the keys to the car. Yeah, she did. Oh, shit. There's another car, though. Bev's car. <laughs> but do you have the keys to Bev's car? No, but her house was open. I'm going in there. Yeah, and you couldn't breathe when you went in. I couldn't breathe when I went in the shed. Oh, that's a bad pull, my guy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, these pulls! These pulls are insane. Nicely done. Okay, so Roy, this man bursts from the foliage, and you almost get whacked in the back of the neck, but you are able to kind of shove Derek forward, and you are able to just get out of the way of the shovel. It does kind of clip like your shoulder, but it is just a glancing blow, and you're surprised by how much force is behind it. Um, But Derek and Roy, you are able to burst out of the front of the maze. You your instincts are pretty good. You aren't in like, you know, you're not at the entrance by any means, but you're pretty close. You can see the house in front of you. And you can also hear the crunch of dirt and the screams of the grave robber behind you. What would you like to do? Run more? Uh, Run more. We would like to run to the other house to get keys because Grace is dead and back there. Can we just check in the car? Maybe there, she left them in the ignition. So we go there first. Car yes. first. Car, we run to the other car. Chillingly, you don't see the grave robber come out of the maze behind you. It is eerily quiet. And really quickly, you peer in the windows of the car. The car is unlocked. Um, you see the dancing sunflower that stands horribly still and dormant in the night and uh the keys are not in the car not that we can see but that just means that they're above she has them hidden above the winch above those like the sun shield yeah check above the sun yeah shield. so we go in and check there okay yeah they're above the sun shield <laughs> yes. we cracked your puzzle yeah. <laughs> my old lady puzzle so you hop in, you slam the keys into the ignition, and it starts. And you turn on the headlights, and you're about to start backing up, and you see the gardener is right behind your car door. Car door? Are the fuck? You see the gardener is right behind the back of your car. He is still. Nope, I'm slamming into it. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! I'm running this fucker over. Okay. He killed my friend. That would have been my response, too. 
from the afterlife, grace blesses this action. Amen. Um, but so the driveway is very, very long and it is gravel and it is very dark. Um, so if you want to run him over and not, you know, smash into an, a tree, a bush, a go off the drive into some horrible ditch or something, I need one last pull from you. Here I go. Okay, it's still. Oh, it's jello. God, this is so stressful. Okay, you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Don't do that one. <laughs> Not that much, apparently. Oh my god, are you gonna pull it off? Oh. oh! I have become the dread. You've become the legally distinct from Jenga yeah. master. I have become the Jenga. So, Derek. You slam on the gas. Well, I mean, first you you pop that shit in a reverse, and then you slam on the gas, and you feel the car kind of lurch. Um, it's much older than the cars you are accustomed to driving, but it responds to your instructions, and you fly down this driveway, and you crash into the grave robber who dissolves into this horribly blackish brackish reddish mist um and you like careen further down the driveway it's it's a little hit or miss because the driveway is very long but you're able to course correct and back up and as you're focused on the driveway in the back roy you glance at the front um and you are able to see the grave robber coalesce back into a humanoid figure who turns and brandishes his shovel as he sees you driving further away and roy you watch as he takes that shovel and kind of props it back up on his shoulder and starts to walk back towards the maze but derek you are able to whip the car out of the driveway and onto the street and you floor it um your phones are able to kind of get you a little far um luckily beverly's car has a cigarette lighter that you can plug in a car charger that you brought because you are a good spook investigator and you i always keep a spare in my how pocket convenient. how convenient um and the two of you are able to drive away and you get home um it's a little hard to explain what happened not for you Derek you know you know all the spooks what's hard is explaining what happened Derek you can talk about ghosts forever but it's hard to talk about what happened to Grace Yeah um Roy uh what what do we tell people happened what do we like a a a psycho came in and hit her with a shovel almost hit you with it like tried to kill people with a shovel i mean that's not lying i guess that is what happened we just we just leave out the fact that the psycho has been dead for hundreds of years i mean we don't we don't know that for sure even that's true I just nobody nobody's gonna believe nobody it. believes in ghosts. If we tell people it was a ghost, they're gonna put us in jail. They're gonna think we did it. <laughs> like Yeah. You and I know ghosts are a thing, but 
Yeah, yeah, sure, totally. Um, Are you gonna say that they're not after this? I mean, we'll just we'll tell them a psychopath chased us with a shovel. Yeah. In the maze. Yes. In the middle of the night. I mean, he's a psychopath. What he's doing doesn't have to make sense. That's what I'm. I'm I'm a ghost person. I'm not a true crime guy. Exactly. So yeah, I guess I guess that's the story. So you are you tell that story. It's you know not easy, and it's not easy remembering Grace. I mean, it's despite you know Derek, despite your disagreements and Roy despite you and her kind of failing to help Derek at prom the night before which feels like so long ago you miss her you remember meeting her in sixth grade when you all got shoved together on some stupid art project and you made the best Thanksgiving handprint turkey that entire middle school had ever seen you remember consoling her about when Chad in eighth grade went to homecoming with some other girl and had the audacity to buy Grace flowers the next day. You remember summer times and Christmases and birthdays and you have to deal with the fact that moving forward, those aren't going to happen anymore. But the police take you back to the house and it's quiet, much more quiet. There are no bells. There's no crunches of dirt. There's no humming in the kitchen. And, you know, the police go through some things with you. They have already taken the bodies away that they found in the maze. And Roy and Derek, you can't help but be overwhelmed by the scene surrounding you. Up to this point, you'd only ever seen police cars in movies, or that one time, Roy, when your dad got pulled over for speeding when you were little. Their lights are flashing these garish blues and reds, making you squint even in the daylight. Mm. And you count them, it's kind of a big scene. Nothing really happens of this nature here. There's one, two, three police cards, but that's weird. There's another car there, too. Bulkier than the police cars and black. You almost didn't see it there, sitting just off the driveway, hidden in the trees. And as you finally leave the property for the last time, you two just managed to catch a glimpse of the letters painted on their side. O-R-C-S. And that's the end. Oh, shit! Hey! That was I'm pretty gonna... good. Oh, man, that was good. Today's episode is sponsored by the spat of rainstorms that freaked out my cats all day long. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Dread and Breakfast today. We'd like to thank Eli Schneider for our theme song and original music. Additional music is credited in the episode notes. And thank you to Sam Kapustik, who created our fantastic episode art for this story. Our players today have been... Fabrice. Marissa. Jacob. And Christine. You can follow us on Instagram at dndbpod. We're on Twitter at dreadandbfast. 
or you could visit our shiny new website at dandbpod.com. We would really, really appreciate it if you could take a second to review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and tell us your favorite breakfast food. Thanks again so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this story and these past two weeks you've been listening to Dread, but grab your spoons. Next week it's breakfast. 